podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Right everyone, it's Gig Pod episode 205, a day after Kilmarnock 2, Celtic 1. The result of the season is now only five points clear at the top of the table and a performance so bad that unfortunately we'll probably see this episode lasting longer than 30 minutes. I'm Stevie and joining me on this one is Rizzo, who actually called this type of display and result during the week. Rizzo, I wouldn't say congrats, but you just have no faith in a Celtic team whatsoever, do you? Hello everyone. Hello Stevie. No, no faith at all. See, you know, it says longer than 30 minutes. Can we just make it 30 seconds, maybe? To say we're crap, bye. Oh, well, that was an attempt to humour the field miserably. We'll, we'll keep it in, though. I've Celtic. Yes, I knew it would be bad as soon as I heard that uh, my favourite player, Nat Phillips, was starting. And he was just catastrophic, as usual. In fact, I, I, when we texted each other a prediction for the game, you says 2-1, and I said one each, Nat Phillips will be atrocious. And that was on Saturday. So... I must be great at predicting But I knew he'd be crap And he was And the second half was just a farce I mean The worst performance in years if you, I mean if you take into account the games at the end of last season When Ange was on the way to Spurs And the players had gave up after winning the double Okay it was on a par with that But the games didn't mean anything This game did And it was so so bad that for But it's, I mean See if it was like, like Ibrox or something And we get dominated like, You'd be like Alright fair enough It's Rangers They've done that to us before But no for years Come on They've dominated us In a way I can't think of a team Dead for years Again That's four times In five games Brendan's lost The last now. team that have dominated us like, I think was probably When Hearts beat us 4 nothing When Brendan's unbeaten run Came to an end And that was still A bit of a weird game I know you're saying domination But let's Be very brief And I mean very brief here The first half They weren't terrible A good Opening half hour Although at the same time Kilmarnock still had the better chances But we deservedly did go in um, A goal ahead You know Dennis And the Kilmarnock goal Made like three or four Really good saves Matt O'Reilly scores After that well, Pretty bad goalkeeping with him You expect mm. your goalkeeper To hold it Kyle McGregor did well So I taking three players Out of the game Shot in his weaker foot And then O'Reilly Puts it in for his Ninth goal of the season Top scorer now John Top, He scored more goals Than any of our strikers But when you see the way Brendan Rodgers plays football That's not a surprise is it but no, it, like, the first half hour, very briefly, you didn't expect that sort of capitulation, did you? No, I mean, although Kamalak did have chances, and like, even Chris Sutton said that, I mean, Kamalak covered chances, but Celtic deserved to be in the lead, I didn't think we'd just crumble the way we did. And like, what was it they scored the winning goal? When did they score the equaliser? Was uh, it like seven, 70... It was in the 70... 70 minutes, because, uh, just after 70 minutes, because Kyogo came on in 75 minutes. Yeah, but they they'd absolutely dominated... Every single minute they have Mind that spell where they had like five or six corners eight, in a row? They had uh, up to 60 minutes, eight shots, two in target, 12 touches in our box in five corners. And amazingly, the manager never changed it. But we'll get to the second half, we need to talk about it. But the first half alone, I mean, any, any positivity there at all? Well, I mean, I thought the Mikey Johnson, who shouldn't have started, done well enough for the goal. He'd done another good cross, the O for the second game in a row, get caught under his feet when he should have scored. Palmer had that effort off the post after that. 
I mean, I thought we started better than we had recently. But I mean, just before we scored, we did get that warning when they hit the, the bar. When, he, as usual, Greg Taylor was posted missing. Then like, after we scored, we got another warning where AJ had that one where the ball hit his shoulder. Taylor got skinned again for Taylor it, Taylor got skinned way. again for it. AJ had that cleared it off the line. We showed it wasn't apparently, even though Chris Boyd, as usual, did make a titty sell. And then they had the one where the guy got ruled offside, which he wasn't. But he hit it into the side netting when it looked easier to score. So the warning seems to help, but I must admit, even though I don't have faith in this Celtic team and I knew it would struggle, I just couldn't see us being absolutely hammered in the second half. But you also did say to me at half-time, we need a second goal here, because... I did, but I didn't expect... I, I thought we'd create chances, we didn't have a chance. Since the Murrow game, you know, remember when we were 1-0 up mm-hmm. and then we started panicking as soon as they threw everything at us. Mm-hmm. I would actually say that other teams get the incentive to bodies forward the sense we can be got at way before then you look at the Kilmarnock game when Hitati had an excellent match and we won 3-1 now I felt Kilmarnock I thought the scoring flattered us and you were at the game and you said Kilmarnock were really good mm-hmm. as soon as they made it 2-1 remember for about 10 minutes or so well, we were on the ropes set piece after set piece they looked so threatening then a few weeks later remember St Mirren 1-0 mm-hmm. down Dave Tumble scored that screamer but then we just huffed and puffed all second half didn't look like scoring and then, oh, with five minutes to go, uh, hooks into the back of the net. You're looking for good game management there, just see that game out. But I think it was five minutes or so injury time after that, no, maybe eight. So Minnan just threw everything at us. Mm-hmm. And I was I was so relieved that we get the, the win after that because they they spent so much time in our half. So I think Murrowell, when they scored, when they did, I mean, that, that, type, of, that type of situation's been coming mm-hmm. where we just fall uh, flat on our knees and we just buckle under pressure. But it happened again. I think Kilmarnock at half time would have probably said, look, if they if only get one goal, they usually need a couple just to settle it and see the game out. As long as it's 1 0, you've got a chance against a Celtic team. They're weak. You know, they're, they're mentally weak. You look at us on the pitch, we're physically weak, John. And I think as long as any team now are one behind against us, they know that they're going to get a chance. And it's usually from a set piece or it's out wide. And look how the two goals came in the second half. We've got glaring issues and we're doing very little to solve the issues because we keep playing Greg Taylor, we keep playing Joe Hart and the defence is rubbish without CCV. I know Liam Scales has done well but he's getting found out now and it was never going to last. A guy that was in a bad Aberdeen team, it was never going to last the whole season being good for us. He's done well so far and fair play to him but we've got these issues constantly and we don't really be doing anything to get them fixed and... I don't know if Brendan knows how to fix them either. Because, I mean, his solution yesterday was to just throw Kyogo on, and he ended up playing in midfield again, or sort of behind the strip O, and he never got a touch of the ball. I mean, we literally didn't have a chance saying half unless I've, like, forgot one. You Normally, you would expect Celtic to respond. When the, Matt O'Reilly hit the ball by the post. But oh, that was, that was about it. And, and then was, Palmer had a powder puff shot for 20 yards right at the goalie. That was it, really. I mean, when they go back to one each, though, we did nothing at all. No, nothing. I think when they equalised, that's when we panicked and we threw on Kyogo. But if you look how a Celtic team play, I mean, always get his back to the play. There's never a ball in behind. We didn't do that once yesterday. It's always going out wide. Um, the overlaps of the fullbacks are non-existent. It's going out wide to Mikey Johnson. Maybe Matt O'Reilly, Callum McGregor will make a run inside and they'll get it across. But you've got nothing else other than that. It's becoming very predictable. And if you flood your defence, you're going to keep that out more often than not, and that's what Kilmarnock did, and uh, it pains me that Derek McInnes, a guy that uh, Brendan totally bodied, 
in his first spell here. He's got a better of Brendan twice now, and he knows how to play against them. And we'll probably have to go there after the split. After still a title race, that is then. Undeniably, we are in one now. Well, yeah, we'll be in one for a couple of weeks. I mean, self inflicted. Yeah, people were denying it, but because Rangers drew up at Aberdeen, but I think that. After that Motherwell result, there's no doubt they were in a title race. I mean, the Hibs result didn't help either, a game that thankfully I didn't see, but that was apparently terrible. Motherwell was terrible, and yesterday was terrible, so three bad results. After we got this win at Ibrox that people went ballistically happy over with how it was like a great win that shows that we're going to win the league by miles. But no one, I mean, this isn't even a good Rangers team. The Rangers fans that I know don't like this Rangers team. They think it's got loads of terrible players. I mean, Rangers fans that I know, unfortunately, wish I didn't have any Rangers fans, but I for my sins, I do. They're not even confident they're going to beat Aberdeen in the cup final. They're genuinely worried about playing Aberdeen, and they're we're worried about them being in a title race for them, which shows just how bad we are. We are so, so inconsistent. And I know it was only the first game we've lost of the season, but that game was in the post. You knew that a bad result like that was coming. If it wasn't going to come yesterday, it would have came either we're dropping more points at Parkhead or in the Derby or at, or at uh, St Mirren in the last game before the, the winter break that result was in the post that was coming and I knew with the selection as we've got we were going to struggle and I know we've got injuries but that can't be an excuse for Celtic I said it in the last pod that can, in, in Scotland that can't be an excuse for Celtic and Rangers you've got the bigger squads by far you've got more money by far if you spend the money wisely we say like cannot do as we all know it won't be an issue having these injuries if you buy players that can come in. So no, that can't be an excuse. That's a get-out. Celtic and Rangers will get so much more money and much bigger squads. Like, supposedly any Celtic player should be able to walk in the next Kilmarnock team. I don't think so. No, this current Celtic team. Would Mikey Johnson start for Kilmarnock? No. That guy Kilmarnock, yeah, Armstrong's better than him. He's always gave us like, difficult games. But I mean, it's not what I'm going to go and say. Oh, we should go and sign him because I don't know how well he'd do for us. There's different pressure. But... This team doesn't seem to be able to cope with the pressure, which is odd because so many of them were here last season, the season before. Okay, last season we were only under pressure much, but the season before we were, because it was a, a title race up until we won at Ibrox. So I think this will be a real title race, though. I mean, it goes to the last couple of de- games. Like It's got to be like 0 4 or 5 for me. Well, but I hope, no, I hope too- we don't end up blowing it in the no, last but it's, it's two bad teams. Well, 0 9 was two bad teams as well. Yeah, but they did invest in January and we didn't. Well, of course. We really should be doing much better than we were, and I think the manager has to take a lot of blame for that, and I just don't know if he's a good manager anymore. I, I think it was definitely all in Brendan yesterday. Yes, uh, we know there's issues at Celtic who aren't a serious club. I would go as far to say that in the grand scheme of things, Celtic are pretty tin pot, to be honest. I mean, you can't even blame any referees or any officials yesterday. It was all just down to the manager for me, playing mm. Nat Phillips. It was inexcusable. <laughs> the thing is, though, he's publicly uh, said that guys like Navrotsky and Lagabelke aren't quite there yet. I don't get it. Is that an excuse? Is there something else going on there? Does he just not fancy them? Because from what I've seen, the two players haven't done anything near as bad to co- as much the cost as is, is, uh, what Phillips has. Phillips is at the point where any time he's on that pitch, he's dragging players down with him. You know, I would say the Barons definitely very slow. There was that time Stevie May outpaced him in the 0-0 game against St Johnston. Mm-hmm. But he's been been part of more Celtic sides with clean sheets than Phillips has. I don't think Phillips has been in a Celtic side with a clean sheet at all yet. Navrotsky from 
memory but it was bad with Miossi's goal against Aberdeen but the entire team stood a joy out in that first half they get bailed out by Aberdeen being idiots and Kyogo being such an instinctive finisher there I just haven't seen enough to think these guys are complete duds and this Phillips is the saviour or the guy that we should be starting in defence it's going to cost us and oh, has. I, 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 well, it's going to cost us more if Brendan keeps playing him and I honestly do think this issue is contractual that Liverpool are saying he has to get X amount of minutes or Celtic are going to be in the end of a hefty fine see the way I see it is what's the fine going to be a couple of million well, we love money we it, love, I holding, know, we money. love holding money and uh, Scrooge make duck stuff in it with him <laughs> but, um, but that's another problem Scrooge as well, well. the big issues uh, to Celtic are banning the podcast like the four times guys banning them for the press conferences and do you know what I wish they would do the same with us to be honest because they're fucking garbage so they've done them a favour and that'd be a real shame if we get barred from we'd, we'd miss great Terrible. Uh, tip bits for the players and the manager great communication yes brilliant <laughs> we'll probably all get banned now I will oh well but uh, no it just is mad that Phillips keeps playing and Brennan keeps bigging him up because he's crap he is absolutely crap he's like crap on a par with the bad defenders we had in the like 90s and like 2000s he's a terrible terrible player and see if we see if we sign him on a permanent basis in January or would he ideally keep him at the end of the season no, I think people go he, mad he's go, no he's going in January he is going after definitely. the submitting game definitely alright good well he's, he's caused enough damage as it is but I think he'll probably be in the team if CCV's no because obviously Brendan doesn't like uh, the Baron and Rocky and really they've not played enough football like one of them like, hasn't played since we got beat the command in the league he got injured in the last 10 seconds Another player's been bombed out since, I think, September. A final, wasn't it? Aye. I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, the way think, the wind is blowing is not, doesn't look good for Celtic. The way the wind is blowing, as Bob Dylan once put it, like, if you look at the trends, we're trending downwards, the Rangers are trending upwards, and I know this isn't a good Rangers team. As I've said, we should be much, much better than them. But we're seven points ahead. We won comfortably at Ibrooks. I know they're a different manager, but... We'd half a team, but we just went to pieces. And was that like it's three league games we've no one since we won at Ibrox? And they've dropped two points in ten games. Aye. Whereas you look at us, I mean I sent you that last night where when Beal was emptied to coin a phrase that Brendan loved on his first press conference here. I think he used that a couple of times actually. Is that when he wasn't talking about how Europe was massively important? <laughs> of course, and, and how we needed a lot of power and physicality in midfield yeah. and then just neglected that. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. Yeah, we were seven clear then. I, I was actually looking at a photo last night through an Instagram account and at one point we were 11 clear uh, a couple of months ago. 11 points clear. Now it's down to five. Realistically, it's going to be down to two, isn't it? Because yeah. they will beat St Johnston easily. No doubt about that. And so you're getting into the position, John, where from being 11 points clear, potentially we could be getting into that game against them where they've got a very realistic chance of going well, at ending the year, top of the league. Well, we'll still have played a game more, though, by the time we play them at Celtic Park, because obviously we are playing this weekend. They'll, they've still got Easter Road. They were maybe Easter Road this weekend, so obviously they're not now. So, I mean, we'll still have played a game more by the time we play each other. Part. But I mean, if we drop any more points, then they could maybe go and win. If you they have, win, you have no faith that we're going to win five out of five, do you? No, 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 no chance. Do you no. not even think we'll, we'll big dog it at all? We'll maybe big dog against Levy, but well, no. We haven't won three games in a row all season either. 
Aye, if you, and, aye, I don't mean like in the league. Like, I mean, like if you count in the calendar. Yeah. And obviously, I know the Champions League's a factor, but we'd, if we'd won the League Cup at the start of the season, we would have. If we'd won at the weekend, it would have been free. It's not looking good. And the thing is, I said a couple of weeks ago that I didn't think we'd, I wasn't confident that we'd win the league after the, the Motherwell game, which I attended. And I genuinely couldn't believe how bad we were. It shocked me how bad we were. Yeah. Because, okay, I was at this St. Johnson game that we drew nothing each. And I, I put that down as a one-off because, I mean, O'Reilly did miss a couple of sitters. And we did pound them and we were slightly unlucky. That Motherwell game, I just can't go over how bad we were. We were pathetic. We had two penalties, don't forget. And we missed one. We created next to nothing against a Motherwell team who I still don't think have won a game since that game. They're like in free fall, they're joint, like their 10th joint in points. So we've seen Johnson, we've only got 15 points. So that's a terrible Motherwell team. I don't know if we'll beat Hearts on Saturday, and I'm sure the listener will be going, How can you say that? Hearts are crap. They're in a terrible run. So are Motherwell. Kamarnock beat off Hearts last week at Rugby Park. So I've got no faith at all that we're going, we've got five games until the break. Hearts, Livingston, Dundee, Rangers, St. Mirren. Hand on heart. Do you think we're going to win the five games? I don't think we'll win five out of five, no. No, no chance. There's too many problems. There's so much disconnect you know, in the club. I mean, I don't think the players, this is just me like, sort of guessing, I don't think the players can be happy with Brendan saying that they're not good enough. Brendan constantly saying, we need more players, we need more players. And he made a big point of being public everywhere about calling them weak Aye. and saying they were comfortable. And as you say, some of the players won a treble last season as Aye. well. I think Cal McGregor and maybe others could think what's Brendan on about last season we dominated and won a treble we won like 16 or 17 league games in a row playing what? a very intense fast style of exactly we were sensational and I, don't, I, I know everybody sort of has got rose tinted spectacles about Ange and like he did sort of leave us in the lots believing ah listen mate let them dream that's true but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the football we played and I, I said this before on the pod is on a different world the football we're playing the new the slow ponderous crap Andrew never have put up with that no way and I mean we've been talking like off pod about what would Spurs fans make Ange because they were on a bad run which they ended by beating Newcastle 4-1 yesterday and I was thinking they'll back him because he's gave them a reason to believe again just like he gave Celtic fans reason to believe because we were in a state after uh, Rangers won the league and we'd made an arse against Eddie Howe and we completely fucked up the whole entire summer. Ange came in, and after a couple, after like the the St. Mirren game and Hearts, the Dundee game, where we were like won both games six nothing, and like Kyogo was off to a great start. He gave the fans something to believe in, so that like they still backed him, even though I took the half for him after we drew with Levy and we missed that last minute penalty. We still the fans majority believed yeah. because we were coming in for a bad position. Yeah. Like, we would have took. Running Rangers close that season? I would have. I was, I, then, that was my goal. I, I thought we'll run Rangers close and then I'm just saying we will go in and win the league. And then we won five trophies out of six and really should have won if it wasn't for injuries and bad luck six out of six. And Brendan, who dominated Scottish football when he was here the first time, won every trophy. He's fucked up the league cup already and he's fucking up the league. And the football is... Europe as well. Europe as well. Well, Europe was crap under Ange Tay. Europe was just a, a, a... I said it in the pod, the last pod. Europe isn't important to us it's a sideshow it's more important that we make the money and don't spend it and have witty hilarious clips about Rangers getting penalties uh, AGMs and I'm fed up to the back team of people going about Rangers getting penalties that's nothing to do with us blowing this league I'm fed up hearing about that is that a wee dig at me there? 
You don't talk, you don't talk about Rangers getting penalties. Are they put up that uh, help is on the way thing though? Aye, but you don't do podcasts about it though. I don't do big full scale blogs about it or that. No, you don't. So I just had to I just had to do a call the listeners because I built myself up by having such a rant. And now you'll need to edit out a wee bit because I done a cough, so sorry about that. Great, absolutely love editing. It's me, well, it's probably, in fact, I would say editing this pod is probably worse than watching this Celtic team, which says Is that bad? It's shite, it's honestly one of the worst things to do about this. I should learn how to edit pods again. You probably should, because it is genuinely fucking horrible today. It's crap. But I'm too busy drawing holes. I'm going to gigs. Yes, Great G- Jesus peace tonight. Great you know, band. Brendan with Kyogo. Obviously, Anne's got the best of him in Kyogo. Yes. You know, it was unbelievable and electric and exciting striker to watch. Now he just looks so bored and fed up. Just like the fans and you're thinking, can Brendan do anything to sort that? Well, play him as the actual main striker that he is and not play in a withdrawing role, which is just stupid. But he's, he's we're in December and he's still doing it. That's because Brendan's so stubborn. Listen, do you think Brendan's still a good manager? Or no? He's not shown any evidence of being an improved manager. Actually, fuck it. Do you think we'll win the league? Cards on the table. As it stands right now, do you win the league? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yes, and only why? Only because I think Rangers squad is significantly worse than us. But do you think we'll make additions in January and make your squad significantly better? I think we have to. I, Brendan, will have the huff, and the board will start greeting, and they'll panic about that. Well, about you could turn around and see. We we give you loads of players in the summer that you were happy with. You've came out and backed the board non-stop and then until he changed his mind and said he wasn't happy. He backed all the signings, though, don't forget. After the transfer, he went on about how they was happy with it. So they could say, hold on a minute, why are you just coming out with rubbish then? There's disconnect with all the other players that sell. There's disconnect with the club and the fans. I don't want to turn that into the Green Brigade podcast, but... The atmosphere of the game just crabbed for the Green Brigade and it wouldn't have shot me if they're back just in time to play Rangers. I know that would be cynical, but we need an atmosphere that day. There's disconnect there. There's disconnect between the players and the manager, I think, because Brendan's always slagging them off. And there's always a disconnect between Brendan and the board. There's problems or other places Celtic. And see, if you were a Rangers fan, thank God I'm not, you'd be howling. You'd be like, this time, this time next week, we could be close to Celtic again and we could have a trophy in the cabinet already. I think the worst part for me is about all this is the fact that, as I say, we were 11 point clear. Well, maybe only for like four to five minutes or so. But it's the fact that we're seeing now what Rangers were doing in Andrew's first season. But as you say, the goal for me was after losing the league with 25 points or so, I thought Andrew came in and I said, like, take it down to single figures, maybe even running close to after the split. I would have been happy with that and then building on it because I wouldn't have, I didn't have a, a, any, like, faith whatsoever that that Celtic team under Ange could have ran Rangers close at all then Gerard left and Gio came in fucking talking as if they're my pals here Van Bronckhorst <laughs> but there's, I think there's a difference though well the, no but obviously Rangers went into the break we drew with St Mirren I think they went into the break seven clear and I thought right okay that's it I think they're going to go in and they'll probably go ten and then they'll romp it but they were doing stupid things with Drew at Aberdeen they drew with Ross County we quietly started winning 
Uh, we were bring Andrew's bringing in his own players as well. He brought in O'Reilly, he brought in Maeda, he brought in Hitati as well. And slowly we started getting hope going, wait a minute, if we're bringing in our own players here and they keep dropping points and acting like idiots when they should have been miles clear, there's a chance we could do something. And then you saw that momentum to the weekend when they drew with Ross County. We beat Dundee United, get into that game at Celtic Park and the rest is history. We never looked back, we were top ever since. And that's what worried it. We should never have been in that. And they kept making daft mistakes, but we're doing the same thing. We are, I sent you a, a table last night after seven games. They'd won four, they'd lost three. Like, we, we, I mean, the trend was that we were unbeaten, I think, with one, was that six and drew one game? Aye. St Johnston. And you're like, now we look at the trend, and they've only dropped, as I say, two points in ten, and we threw away, is that seven points now? Mm-hmm. Two, <laughs> two draws and a defeat. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. But I mean, there's differences between. I still had faith, though. Granted the break in Andrew's first season because don't forget we had a terrible injury crisis. I mean, thank you, had, thank you to the Scottish government for getting that <laughs> game called off. Aye, we had to we had to play like a bad up front against St John's. Mind that St John's game we've talked about umpteen times. And it worked. That was important. Aye, look, we, we, and look the the St Mirren game as well. That was like a shadow Celtic team. Ross County as well. Like guys that never played and they played. They turned up and like that. Motherwell one 0 tumble up front. Mm-hmm. We had terrible injury crisis. And worse injury crisis than new. I think much worse. But Joe Hart, the thing is, though, you look at then, Joe Hart was actually saving us in, first, in games in the first season. Joe Hart was actually winning us matches, and now he just is a liability. Well, Celtic knew that, didn't he fix it? You know, he, he is for us now, the way that McGregor was for them last season, Alan McGregor. I think McGregor was probably still a better goalkeeper. I don't know. I don't know. He was utter dog shit. But, anyway, but the don't forget, is, he still managed to help them reach a European final in his like, second last season. Anyway, anyway, the point is, Hart... <laughs> Hart has just been disastrous, man. And I know you said in the 4-2 game, start of the season against Ross County, Joe Hart shouldn't play for us again. Do you stand by that? Of course. But you will. Of course. Of course. Of course. No, he shouldn't have been in the team. Greg Taylor shouldn't have been in the team, but he will. Nathan Phillips shouldn't have been in the team, but he will. Hugo should be starting in every starting lineup, but he won't. So, see when people go on and on about the board, and I can see why, because I think our board are pathetic. Just sad conservative in every aspect of the word businessmen who obviously have a lot more money than I ever will but they preside over Celtic constantly making an arse of things I mean they'll probably be satisfied though because look, we'll look at how many trophies they've won they'll think oh well if have one off season it's alright I mean Rangers will implode again eventually like if Rangers win the league so be it we'll win it the season after but I think the reason I think we won the league is because Rangers will implode but we've point. imploded I know and they have me they had their implosion and I'm, and I'm going through the same thought process as the board that's how lazy it is I just think Rangers with you a squad you conservative <laughs> no I no. don't <laughs> no but wait a minute they did implode and they got rid of their manager we're imploding now I said weeks ago in a group chat that's not the one that you used to be in one that I'm the only Celtic fan it was, I think, just before the after the the, the European break, before Celtic played again. I says I can see Celtic imploding. Just something's not right, and I've been proven right because we drew with Motherwell. That was the first game after that national break, and then we get beat yesterday. I've, I could see this coming. We've just not been playing well, so it's not a shock to me. It was a shock how bad we were yesterday. That was a shock, but us no winning. I expected. What I will say is, I mean. I'm going on about Rangers imploding and their, their squad being significantly worse than us. But yeah, I don't I know do, if it is anymore. But when I look at the table, like their defence was slaughtered and they've conceded less goals than us. Four less than us. That shocks me. That really shocks me. Okay, we've conceded more goals, but there's only six goals in the goal difference, and that might be important at the end of the season. And they've got a game in hand, and they've got, you've got to think they'll hammer St Johnson in their game in hand. 
No, Celtic are making an absolute mess of this, and there's loads of people to blame. And I don't want Brendan to go off the hook just because the board are making an absolute mess of things. He has to take a lot of blame as well because the football is rubbish. And I would be no bothered at all if Brendan announced he was leaving the end of the season. In fact, I'd be happy with Brendan leaving tomorrow so we can get somebody in. I don't know who. That's the millionaire uh, people on the board's idea. They'd need to, they deal with the usual day and they phone the city group and ask them to recommend somebody. Well, you don't think Brendan's a good manager anymore either, no, do you? No. Because I'm reminded of now the free fall that you saw that Leicester side in. I mean, they were getting, they just get dominated in games. It was always in the middle of the park. Remember, they conceded the same goal as well before they sacked them. Like, it was constant set piece problems they had. And then Brendan used to do the same thing after every interview, just saying, we'll get through it by working hard. But. Anytime see, I've seen see, them, they were so lazy. See if Brendan hadn't been a manager before, you'd be thinking, why are we bringing somebody in that presided over a relegation for the Premier League last season? Like Celtic, we... Tony prefer, No, well, like Celtic as well, we prefer talking about past successes instead of what they did uh, most recently. Like Celtic will say, well, the way they did with us when Rangers were appalling and our closest challengers were Aberdeen. We've got that invincible treble and even with Leicester. Uh, he won the Covid FA Cup like, that's the way the Celtic board think they'll think oh he'll be able to do wonders with us again well we wanted him to be the manager I think that's obvious but I thought he'd be better than he was when he was here the first time but he's, no, he's much much worse and he's making this Celtic team much much worse and the, the thing I kind of get away from and I've said this for weeks is the terrible terrible football it's slow tedious boring one pace stuff probably listen to this podcast Boom, boom, that is satire. But no, it is atrocious football, slow pace, going nowhere. And I'll never go over him the way that Kyogo's been marginalised. It's just absolutely insane to me. And even when he's starting, he's like, dropping him into midfield. It's just stupid, and it's no working. See the management of Kyogo, this is as well why I'm not convinced when I see um, comments, 99% of them on Instagram, Try to justify this and say, look, wait till Hitati, Maeda and Abad are back and then Brendan will solve it. And I'm like, oh, am I losing it here? Are the first few games of the season when we had these players, we still played with a tediously slow system. We weren't getting, we getting the best out of Abada or Maeda at all. Hitati, I mean, as you said earlier on, David Tumble was keeping them out of the team. Mm-hmm. Brendan didn't the fancy team. him. So... And I, I would even say CCV as much as, you know, you know how highly I rate him, but he's been a shadow of himself as well. There's been some mistakes in him, but I don't think he's the problem here at all. But Brendan's not been able to get the best out of Kyogo, but also guys like Maeda, Hitati and Abada, they're nowhere near as threatening in this. So, it's just, the system's so passive and boring. The football's so slow, and he's dragging these players down with him. I know, and that's the worst thing for me. The terrible, terrible football, it's just... Boring, even when we beat Hibs 4 1 the other night, it wasn't exactly brilliant. No, it's just it's just ponderous, and I don't think MD enjoys watching it. And I mean, games have been selling out, and I don't think that's a coincidence because the football's dire. And unless things change soon, I can only see things getting worse. And people might not hear that, but it's true, we don't like sugarcoat it on here. The trend is Celtic going backwards, and unfortunately, Rangers going forwards. And I know you're trying to make it like sort of get it in your head this rubbish Rangers team and they'll implode but in the last 10 games there's no sign yet alright they should have lost to Aberdeen but they didn't no it's just me being desperate and that's just because I still believe we've got better players than them I don't know if we have anymore I think, def- I think, as it stands, I think we do have better players but as it stands their defence is better I think we're much much and attack because we won't play Kyogo 
And we'll probably get a better midfielder in O'Reilly. I think we've got better strikers. I think, like, despite what Kyogo's going through, Kyogo is easily, easily a better striker than anyone they've got. But it, like, the point is, um, it's not like they're, they're not scoring goals for midfield and all that as well, and of course penalties. <laughs> Might as well go on the Celtic board with that part. We're not getting the most out of our players, and it does look like for all that I do believe, you know, we are more talented than them. I think their manager, Clement, is getting more mm-hmm. out of that squad than what Brendan is. We are a more talented team. Actually, it's a bad, That's a problem. It's a, it's a bad Rangers team that their fans hate. And, but he's getting that team to grind out wins. And with this super-duper Celtic squad that's won a treble, most of that squad, 90% of won the treble last season, we're not doing anywhere near enough. So, I don't know. I know that isn't the solution. But if things don't get sorted quickly... I think this season's going to unravel and it already has unraveled because we're, oh, we're, we're in a title race we're in a title race we're League Cup we're out of Europe we've blew a big lead at the top of the table and it is unraveling and there's time for it to unravel even more unless we get it sorted and Brendan has to fix that they both have to fix that in January which I have my doubts that they will but the squad we've got should be doing much better and I know the board are always the bogeyman and rightfully so because I think we've got a rubbish board but Brendan's no doing anywhere near enough to earn the money. It's like he's learned nothing for his last season where we had loads of crap performances too. He got away with it then because that was a rubbish Rangers team. This Rangers team's rubbish, but we're as bad now. So I really don't know what the solution is, but it's time for Brendan and the players to get us asses in gear because if they don't, I mean, this could be a very, very embarrassing season and they'll have only themselves to blame. And it's all talking now as well because you heard um, Brendan when he came out publicly slating the players and Callum McGregor say they agree some of them they need to hear that but then you look at <laughs> Callum McGregor's role and that second goal was embarrassing like, that's the sort of thing that you expect for their captain let's see if Tavernier was in that type of situation where he just mm-hmm. let a man waltz by him and score mm-hmm. like, we'd be howling at that going there's your captain but fucking that mob will be doing that the same with McGregor well McGregor's a huge problem he'd done alright against Hibs playing in a different position and they had that like one good pass to O but no, he's in terrible form and I thought yesterday he was appalling. He'd done nothing. He's the stop command look just rampaging through the second half. So he's another problem. There's problems with the other place. And I know we've got injuries, but as I say, that's no one excuse. If you play for Celtic Rangers, your squad is big enough and should be able to cope with it. The likes of Kilmarnock away from home, Motherwell at home, Hibs away from home, and we can't do it. And I just don't have any faith at all in us winning the league. I burst out laughing at when Brendan Rodgers, um, this maybe sums up his management now, it was when he publicly challenged Michael Johnston and said, like, this is a guy who's, like, why coming up here right away when he said this is the most exciting talent coming out of Lennox Town that I've seen? It's not like Brendan to lie, is it, John? No. But the fact that he was publicly challenging him, saying, I we need more of him, uh, he needs to be braver, mm-hmm. and just, just giving him, like... A challenge publicly, um, pretty much with BBC Sky. I think even Celtic TV. Why would you do that with a guy? Why would you put pressure like that on a guy who's played maybe 40, 50 minutes of good football in six seasons? It didn't make any sense. Like if we did it with a stronger personality or a stronger player, I get that, or a better player. With Johnston, I don't get why he did that. No, I, it's just Brendan being Brendan. I, I'm, I don't know. It was a misguided attempt to G the player up. We've also seen that hypnosis thing that he does, mm-hmm. like, and he's, he's got a tune out of scales so far. But it's only going to take you so far. You're not going to get a whole season out of scales with that hypnosis management. No, and it's no work with Johnson either. Under two managers, I mean, 
me and Brandon told him to fuck off that time when he got injured up at St. Johnson. No, Lenny. Lenny did no Brandon, sorry, Brandon would never do that. <laughs> was Lenny told him to fuck off? Brandon would take it, put an arm in him and take him for lunch. He would. But no. I mean, I've got nothing else really to say about the game and Saturday we've, Sunday we've done it today. So let's go on the Ask Rizzo. And you've got the questions from our wonderful Instagram fans. Okay, from Sam Malky. Is Brendan the right manager for Celtic because the style of play is beyond boring? I said that as well, so no for me, he's no. Ollie P, uh, Lennon in. No. <laughs> Caden Designs asks, is Brendan Rogers' job at risk? Not yet, but it could be soon. Kieran McFadden, why are we so shite? We've been trying to work that out for the last 37 minutes. <laughs> Anthony Whitelaw, great guy, would never be banned by Celtic. No. How much do you miss Ange? Oh, hugely. Me, he made me dream. <laughs> AMC67. Uh, actually, I'm not going to read that one out. Uh, right, okay. we, we get we get chin for that. We can't read that one out. But, uh, he's asking a question we just cannot answer. Yes. Sorry, yes. AMC67. Right, Daniel Tate, 1967. When's it time for Rogers to say enough is enough with Michael Johnston? Well, it should be by now, but who knows? He'll probably be involved again on Wednesday. Grant Miller, what do you think of Stevie's hilarious impression of you? When was that? Any time we're talking this. I hate it. Thank you, brother. Scott Crow, uh, where do we start with the manager? Poor football all year, and it's changed style for the worse. Oh, just listening to what I've said, it's loads of it's his fault. Monty. Good mate. guy. Aye. John, can you play left back? <sighs> I'm too old, but I'd do better than Greg Taylor. So Taylor would fucking spill drinks coming back for the bar. <laughs> uh, ben Savage, 67, who should leave in January, and who would you like to see come in? Oh, that's totally going We need an entire podcast for that. But we need a left bank, a striker, and a goalie, and I don't think we'll sign them all. Peter Darrock, he is saying, I think you're going to agree with this one, sadly, he can't escape the sinking feeling that they, Rangers, are going to overtake us on the 30th. Um, maybe. Uh, yes. Cara McLaughlin, what the fuck? My thoughts, exactly. Uh, Brian McVeigh, he asks, how many players do we genuinely think are good enough to play for Celtic? Probably about three or four, the way things are going now. CFC Murray, do you think this team has what it takes to win a real title race? Well, I don't, but you do. And that's more because of Rangers' sort of faults. Yeah, just like Beal winning the game in September. Aye. Uh, Michael Finnan, five. How much is Ange to blame with leaving a bloated squad in his last transfer window? Well, it's partly to blame, but it's no him that's playing the terrible football now. Okay, Ben York, would you drop boyhood bear Greg Taylor? for Liam Scales at left back I have said I would do that probably I. Long UK 710 why are we so un- unenjoyable to watch after everything Ange did in the last two years because that's the sort of football Brendan likes to play completely opposite for Ange Matthew Wright has a doubler here and the first one is pushing Greg Taylor into centre mid and taking off a water just after conceding a goal what was the thoughts there panic and the last one is Brendan persevering with the old guard to prove to the board that we need to spend more in January. No, he's just not a good manager anymore. And that's the end of this week, so. How'd you enjoy that? Loved it. I did like it, thanks to all the uh, Instagram followers for their questions. They're always good questions. There was probably going to be more in as well, but as you can tell, I think that was a good, what, five minutes or so there? Something like that. Lucky you. Right, uh, also part three of the 2010-2011 Rewind, uh, we're going to do that next week before the Livy game. I can't do that on Wednesday now, I'm going to go and see a film about a ruthless wee dictator, John, who ruined a country and uh, nearly set him backwards years and years. 
But enough about Nicholas Sturgeon during COVID. Uh, I was going to see the Peter Lowell story. Nah, it's going to go and see, going to go and see Napoleon actually. Instead of watching the Celtic game, I don't believe us. Nah, by the way, just further, I mean, it's getting the Benoit treatment. It doesn't exist for me. Yes, don't we'll no care. Co- we'll no care. Sorry, listeners. We'll be back next week after the Hearts. No, nah, don't care. Listen, my. If you are going to the game, they judgment, but I'm not going uh, here. My, my, my uncle, my grand are going, and obviously they uh, respect that. Fair do is I'm, I'm not going. I just don't care how the what the result is. It's so meaningless, it really is. Well, I'm not going to the Hearts or Livingston games because they're too dear, and say like, only give me anything to you'd be happy about. So what happened with the prices of them again? Like, like the dearest tickets were like thirty-six pound or thirty-three pound, just ridiculous. For Livingston on the twenty-third as well. I uh, hearts are hitting the cheapest is thirty. Stinks all around the club, doesn't it? Yep. I haven't enjoyed doing this, and do you know what? Um, it was maybe me and Dan last night. We, we couldn't face it because it would have just been an incoherent mess. Just like Celtic? <laughs> well, just like this, but of course, at least we get to have a drink during this, which isn't too bad. We do, we do. But sadly, now we need to go because I need to go to the Jesus Peace gig. Aye, go for it. Right, so thank you, everybody, for listening. As usual, you can find us on all the usual pa- platforms. Like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. More, 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 please. You can catch Stevie on Instagram at GigPod, although, will you be putting up a prediction for the. Team prediction for the final game. I know you usually final, do. Final game doesn't exist. Okay, I'll put on, I'll put up an ask read so rather you can do it for me. For before the hearts game, and that's the team by the way who we think will start, know who we will know, know who we want to start. Hi, who we think the manager's going to go with? Yes, because I didn't want Nat Phillips to start, but I had him in the team because I knew he would yesterday. We should probably be more clear on that, but yes. it's a gig point way just to confuse people, isn't it? <laughs> yes, yes. So we both say we take confuse the fans. True. Yes, so. Uh, Thanks to both for listening. Yeah, keep on listening, even though it's aren't very good. We'll be back next week after the Hearts game, and we'll be back with the later in the week with the final part of the Rewind podcast. How much is that? It's more enjoyable talking about the Rewind stuff than what's happening now. And we didn't even win a league in. We played good football, but... Well, we did. And you could actually... There was an identity and a philosophy and a style of play. I don't know what we're trying to do now, on and off the pitch. But hey, as long as Celtic ban more podcasts, sir. <laughs> Lenny, what a manager. Right, okay, thanks everybody. Uh, We'll speak to you all soon. Good luck to Celtic in a game we won't talk about on Wednesday and hail, hail. Network.